It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. Makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works for each week. We take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. And we are talking about all things that are difficult to talk about, all things that are challenging to consume. So I figured what better way to ruin the positive vibe that we had going <laughs> after The Last Jedi by sitting down and talking about one of the most complicated games to actually discuss given its context and history. I figured that today we would talk about the challenge of Fallout 4. Fallout 4 again? What is this? Like the 12th episode we've done on this fucking there's, game? There's a few things that we keep coming back to for some reason. Like Fallout is one of them. Um, I feel like we've done 25 episodes on Batman vs Superman. We've done a fuck ton on Rick and Morty now. Rick and Morty keeps coming up. Oh, um, what are we becoming, David? Yeah, there's a few. I don't know. It's almost like this show has through lines or something like that. Mm. And we actually have evolving opinions over time and we were able to change our mind and we're not tied to one thing or something. For alternate theory, we just don't have any ideas. Or we've run out of ideas and we just want to talk about the same thing week to week. Yeah. And either way... Next week will be different. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, I've, God. Next week's going to be a nightmare. Next week is going to yeah. be weird. Mm. I, I guarantee that next week will be a weird one. I'm excited about it. But the reason I brought this up is that I've been playing the Fallout 4 DLC packs because um, I got that the the season pass. Yeah. Um, and I had oh, I kind of you fucking bought the season pass. Well, it was on you're special. The, you're the person that is. You're the you're the wrong. Like it was really world. cheap. It was quite cheap, so I went with it. Um, you're everything that is wrong with video games. I'm the David. problem with the internet, and you're you know what? Problem. I'll own that. And I and you know I'm pretty excited to be the problem. You're part um, of the problem. You got to be part of the solution. At least I'm part of something. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Want to be involved with stuff, man. <laughs> No one will love me. Um, no, so I, I bought the season pass and I was kind of excited to get into it because it has the... Because the, one of the things I liked the most about Fallout 4 over time, I kind of hated it to start with, is like the base building stuff. Right. I started off disliking it, but over time it's kind of become one of my favorite parts of that game. I mean, it's the best part of the game. Yeah. And like, you know, the DLC, the season pass comes with all of the, the different add-ons for that that workshop yeah. building stuff. There's some like really cool things, like things that would make sense that should have been in the base game, but it's really cool. They literally just stuff packs from the sims it's basically horse armor but for your it's workshop awesome. like it kind of is though like it's pretty right. much yeah that kind of stuff where it's like a bunch of things that you don't need but that when you have like you're like how did i do anything without them but then there's it's a cool series of mods yeah it's a series <laughs> of like complicated mods and there's some cool stuff in there like when you go through certain story quests in the dlc you unlock new stuff that you can build which like right it's kind of actually like some of that stuff wasn't in the base game like, that progression. And some of it's really cool. Yeah. Like, you join a cult of, like, people that worship radiation and, like, <laughs> then you can... Just just radiation? Well, just like the theory? Yeah. Well, they think that, like, the atom bomb is, like, the great division and that's what everyone <laughs> should be striving for kind of thing. So, like... Great division. Which is kind As of... As in the great division of the of atom. atoms. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun. They're called children of the atom. It's kind of a fun cult. But one of the things that they have in their base is, like, they have these... Instead of lighting, like, light bulbs, they have, like, bottles, like... Uh, liquor bottles that they've filled up with radiated water and it glows. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which is pretty full on. But you can then, when you when you join their cult, you can then hang those in your bases and stuff. Right. And to irradiate all your friends. Yeah, to irradiate all your homies. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's a cool, subtle <laughs> Do thing. Do you actually get, like, rad? Um, I think rad when you're near them? I think you don't in your bases, but I think in their bases in, you do. So I think... Oh, zero out of ten. Yeah. 
But then there's other stuff that you can add that super does get radiation. So (laughs) it's kind of a weird thing that they like. Ride your friends, ride your family, ride everybody. But then, like, you can also, yeah, it's just like a cool progression system. One of the things that I enjoyed the most about that that season pass is that it gives you all the DLC packs. And I've only really played, like, with the workshop stuff and the quests for the, the, like, expansion, which is Far Harbor. And one of our biggest gripes, I think, with the original game is, like, it has this real problem with, like, what it thinks a quest is. So, like, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas, for instance, thinks, and Fallout 3 to some extent, um, that I think is largely overlooked, is they, they have a really good way of, like, here's a thing you have to do, and there's, like, five ways you can do it. But every time that you try and, like, do it a different avenue, it's going to create new problems. Yeah, so, like, it's, a, it's not like a, here's a thing you can do in five ways you, you can do it, and they just all five ways just kind of work. yeah so like a, an example that i was using fallout 3 is like when you want to get into little lamplight uh which is the place where the kids live they tell you that they're not going to let you in unless you go and free the slave the kids who've been captured as slaves right and then you and there's like speech checks and stuff you can do that are extremely hard to like lie to get in but then you go to the slavers and then they make you go and bring a slave in there's like four people to choose from and one of them's like an obvious choice but then it turns out he was actually like a vigilante slave killer and you go through the whole process of like getting into the slaver town you find the kids what's a vigilante slave killer or like he he would so they they want to capture him as a slave so he starts setting up traps and frag mines and stuff and then sending radio signals to the slavers pretending to be someone else telling that they found where this guy is right but they the way that the slaves pitch it is like he's this kind of lunatic who lives by himself and you mean vigilante slaver killer what did i say slave you said slave killer i was very confused right okay i dropped some silly i was like why is he a vigilante why is he murdering slaves slaves? that would be a totally different story which i love to see he's just like a jack the ripper kind of character yeah no, but like he's like he's like the obvious choice to pick because everyone else is like a regular civilian. He's like the crazy guy. But right. Like they picked him because he was like doing damage against the slavers. So it's like kind of like a moral conundrum there. But then when you get into the slave camp, you can rescue the two kids. But they're like, oh, well, we one of them is like, I don't want to leave until my friend is free. And you go and you can go and free the friend because he's an adult. He can't escape through the same tunnel. So oh then my God. you can either let him go by himself and he'll get murdered by the town of slavers or... You can murder every single slaver in the town to save one guy. <laughs> and there's like like That's definitely the correct option there. But it's like really hard. Or if you just let him out and you try and defend him, it's fucking impossible. Yeah. So it's like it actually asks you the moral question of like, should you kill a bunch of people to save one kid? Absolutely. Just because they're slavers. Like but like stuff like that is kinda interesting that the game doesn't give you like a one solution to everything. Whereas right. Fallout Force quests are much more like, go here, do this. And you go there and you do it and you, you come. You go back. there and you do it and you go there. And there's very few, like, actual options that are, like, decisions that you make. And they get better at it as the game goes on. Like, the factions have some more complex stuff where, like, you'll do a quest for one faction. It turns out that there's actually four factions involved. And you can really fuck up your alignment with the other people if you don't play your cards right. Yeah. But generally, someone's like, go here, do this, come back. And it just kind of sucks. Like, it doesn't feel like Fallout. Which is why I was interested in the DLC, because a lot of people like who liked the original Fallouts really like it. I was like, okay, I wonder why that is. And it's because like it's totally different than the base game. So it's a small island. It's a really cool idea as well, because it's in this like New England island, and it's covered in fog, but the fog is radiated, and the fog makes people go crazy. Right. So like, you can only live in certain settlements that are safe, because they have these this technology they built to keep the fog at bay. Um and then in the heart of all of this, you've got these children of Adam who are these crazy lunatics building this this base where they, you know, they think the, the fog is like a holy 
blanket that's come to save them or something or other. Right. And then there's, like, this synth dude who's running a synth farm in the middle of, like, this irradiated place. And he's, like, saving synths and, like, taking them there to save them. But then maybe he's got a dark past. Maybe he caused the fog. I don't know yet. But, like, there's kind of this... this where the base game tried to be really complicated and be like, synths are, are an algorithm for racism and othering. Whereas the actual, like, the Far, the far Harbor one, like, it has actual implications for everyone. It's not just, like, if you kill synths, you're a baddie. It's like, well, maybe the synths did a bad thing to protect themselves. Is it is it kind of indicative of, like, Bethesda's design that pretty much, like, across the board, like, Bethesda game DLCs, are like better than always base, better yeah. than the base game. I don't know why that is. Is it is it because when you have a base game and you create the main quest, you don't want like Bethesda well No, so like Bethesda's way of sort of like creating quests is like the main quest is the big the big dog. And then like all of the side quests are like either really piss boring or like and a like, storyline. Or like a fairly self contained storyline. Whereas, like, if you look at something like, I don't know, like The Witcher, mm-hmm. it's like every quest is is yeah. is basically like story is a, is fairly big. And a lot and of like, overlap. Yeah, and like the main story is really just sort of a a like a string together of side quests. It's designed to take you from place to place to yeah. let you experience. It's, it's the not world like and the a it's not like a like a Bethesda like a Skyrim no. where it's like your main quest. There's there's no real end like middle like there's no real act end points you get like there's no, no you just do quests. you just kind of keep going yeah you or, just yeah. keep doing shit Whereas the witch is definitely like the witcher is just like very heavily a, blocked like, out yeah and um, I th- I think for that reason like when you play the like a game like the witcher you kind of like you feel like those endpoints happen and you go okay well now no, I've I'm done that go act off and fuck around I'm gonna go do something I'm gonna yeah. do something else you go okay well we've you know, I did this thing, and I know roughly where Siri's going to be next. I'm going to go to this new place and do a bunch of quests to get familiar with the landscape. And then as you do that, you pick up different, like, information that's going to help you in the main quest. Yeah. I feel like Fallout always wants to be that, because a lot of the games have you searching for someone. It's so like Fallout 3, you basically follow your dad around, and then Fallout 4, you're looking for your son. Um, what are you doing, New Vegas? <laughs> New Vegas, you're, fuck around. You, you're a courier you're a who courier looking- gets shot, and you're trying to work out why you got shot in yeah the you find you find the guy who shot you yeah. like you're trying to find the guy who shot you find yeah. you find him pretty early and then it just takes <laughs> a fucking while it turn. turns into a weird and then the like chip like intrigue. gives you control yeah it becomes yeah. like this cool mystery where it's, it's like fallout you new vegas trust. is the best Such a good fallout game. <laughs> but then i think fallout 4 is not really a fallout game like it's it's a it's something else completely and i think that's why far harbor does it real justice and like it was what i wanted from the game because it puts you into a setting that is like really interesting makes a lot of sense and the base game tried to make that everyone was good and bad at the same time so like the brotherhood of steel like saves people but they just murder synths instantly with no questions asked right like they'll just gun them gun them in the head and then like you know the the institute who are like the science faction type people they're like you know they think they're the best so they withhold their technology they refuse to help the wasteland so they're like cool and good because they're furthering humanity but they're bad because they refuse to share what they've learned and then like the railroad furthering their humanity yeah exactly right so come on give me a fucking break (laughs) and also they use synths as slaves so you know that's kind of dodgy but then you've got like the railroad who just think that they're like the really extreme leftist group where like if you (laughs) if you don't think synths are valid they'll just kill you like they're like the ultra left And then you've got the Minutemen who are just real centralists who have really no stake in the story. Whereas I feel like Far Harbor, like, there's there's kind of three factions, but they all feel like they make a ton of sense. 
instead of this ham-fisted thing where it's like, well, the Brotherhood of Steel kills all the synths, but also they're racist. Like, there's this yeah. very heavy-handed kind of like, we're trying to prove a point here. It's all about social change. Whereas I felt very <laughs> much that like when I was playing Far Harbor, particularly with like the different factions, they all just kind of were trying to stay alive. Like, at least, you like, know? New Vegas wasn't super heavy with, with the way the factions work. There's a lot of subtext, too. I yeah, think. like, none of them, like, the only ones you could say were, like, just straight up bad were the, I want to say the 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 barbarian people. The uh, Caesar's Legion. Caesar's Legion, yeah. But then even Kaiser, they have, Boys, but they have the, a lot of complexity to them as well. Yeah, I feel like Fallout New Vegas is, like, everyone's bad with a little bit of good but like fallout 4 is yeah. like everyone's good but with a little bit of but bad they couldn't just let anyone but be they good. couldn't yeah it's like they couldn't there and even like with the minutemen being like the most neutral faction they they kind of balance that by just going like well they have no stake in the story yeah they have they like <laughs> well like they're they're too naive that they can't affect real change yeah and that to me like if you think about this idea of like, what a Fallout game is trying to do. Like, a lot of the time, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, we have the story that we want to tell in this area, like, this location, about this location. And one of the biggest problems with Fallout in general is, like, to create us, and Skyrim had this to a larger extent, like, to create a story that feels like it's going to change the landscape of the world you're in, how do you then put quests in that world that you can do at any time? Yeah. That's why The Witcher works really well, is because... None of what you do affects the world. It's very content. Like, you're after one person and one character. Yeah. And it just so happens that this invasion from these frost uh, undead characters might affect the world. Yeah. But it's really about finding Siri. Like, that's what the game's about. And then everything else is like Geralt doing his mundane Witcher shit where someone's like, someone died in the world. Kill Go kill thing. these things. Yeah. And you go there and you're like, oh, I shouldn't kill this thing. It's innocent and I shouldn't kill. Like, whatever the, the thing is. like Blubberkins. Yeah. The f- <laughs> phalanges. I don't know what the fuck which enemies are called. Like, Blubberkin, like, not Blubberkin. Blubber- <laughs> yeah, no, you almost nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, bl- a blubber. Blubberkin sounds like a like a Ghostbusters ghost. Oh, it's yeah. It's like a real fat boy. And yeah. you shoot him in the chest with the zapper zap and he explodes. Right. No, you know, it's a be Blubberkin, like a though. And then maybe everyone gets covered in goop. Is how that scene ends. And then there's it's goes every every hole, every crevice, every, every crevasse is full of yep. goop. Hilarious film. Yeah, very funny. Good one, Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, I think one of one of one of the things though that when you kind of try and think about why we both really disliked Fallout Four, and like I guess to a lesser extent, I, I disliked it because it wasn't a Fallout game. But the more that I play it now, with I've got this DLC and I'm, I'm doing these quests, I'm not really comparing it to the other Fallout games. I'm just letting it be its own thing. And it has, like, so for instance, uh, there's a, there's like a microcosm of, I think, why it works. There's a quest where this synth guy has been alive for a really long time. So he stored a bunch of his memories right. in this, like, bunker um, to keep them safe. And the previous guy who was running the cult of radiated crazy people um, was entrusted to look after those memories. And that guy got killed, and then there's a new guy running the crazy uh, radiated people. Yeah. And he won't give the synth back these memories that he needs. And everyone wants these memories because they have something in them, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be like because if you do if you don't have digging on terminals and stuff, you can work out it's probably there's like a there's like a ballistic missile that could be fired from the submarine that's on the island, right? And okay. so that could either be fired at the settlement of Far Harbor where the people live, or it could be fired at the children of Adam or, or the the synths wherever. Isn't there a win win situation there? Just fire it at the people of Adam. Yeah, you <laughs> think that kind so? Of a but then, like, if you do that, they'll assume that it was the people living in far harbor and just murder them all right because there's a ton of it like there's way more children of adam than there are settlers oh, okay. so it's one of those things where like 
like you even get a quest from the synth where he's like, go get back my memories. But if you if you hurt any of them, they're going to declare war on Far Harbor because they'll assume it was them. So it's this really tenuous kind of peace thing that's happening. And that's, to me, like more interesting than the main story where it's like, go find your son and also like get involved with all of these factions. Just, just kind, kind of bang of around for a bit. By chance? Like it doesn't, you, you don't go out of your way to like join these factions and it's like, Oopsie daisy, now I'm involved. You like, get like you get kind of forced into the Minutemen through them just being the next step on the fucking main quest line. You can shoot I'm pretty sure you can shoot Preston Garvey the minute you meet him. <laughs> and just cancel all those quests. <laughs> but it's it's not to the same extent, I don't think, as like say like Fallout 3 like has the megaton problem where it there's a cool thing you can do in that game where if you blow it up immediately, you can actually like destroy a, a person you need to find out information from to progress the main quest. So you can just end it. No, but what it does, the really cool thing is it changes the quest marker from that guy to just no quest marker that says continue the search for your <laughs> And you have to actually go out into the world and discover who to talk to. Right. But the failing there, obviously, is that in the first place it should have said that when you left the vault. You shouldn't have put the marker I mean, that, that's almost, that reminds me of um, you know what uh, I mean? Zelda. I started playing Zelda again and my, my save file was super early because I restarted so like I was literally still on the plateau um and I think my favorite thing with Zelda is when you talk to um when you when you finally finish the first shrines and you get all the uh the gizmos you and you talk to the the, the dead king of Ganon yeah and he gives you he like gives you the lowdown and it's like gives he's you like all right you gotta you gotta defeat Ganon so you get out of that cutscene and a quest marker pops up and it just says Defeat, defeat Ganon. Ganon. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And you're like, what? Okay. I just love I'll that. I'll see yeah. you in a few hundred hours, I yeah. guess. I'm going to go do every... Or you could just go fight him now. I mean, you could just run in yeah. and fight him if you, if you want, but it's, it's really hard. It's like a fun... Like, I like when a game trusts you. But it's you like, to, like, that's your quest. Out. Yeah. Defeat Ganon. That's what you do. I mean, it, there's like a side quest where it's like, maybe talk to Impa, but it's like, defeat Ganon. Just do it. Like, also, maybe talk to Impa. <laughs> yeah. But that's like... That's like a... That, that's what bothers me about, I think... And, like, this is just, like, a symptom of, like, AAA gaming at the moment, which yeah. I hate to use a buzzword, like, AAA gaming, but there's a tendency AAA. to, like, just just give you, like, the answer and be like, yeah, go go, go do it. Like, mm. and The Witcher is great at not doing this, where it's like, go to this place to find out about this well, thing. Well, even The Witcher, like, keeps the pretty consistent find Siri <laughs> quest. Yeah, you're always looking yeah, for Siri. Like... And then you end up talking to someone. They're like, well, I'm not going to help you unless you help me. And you're like, fuck, okay. Then you help them and they're like, well, actually. And then you go and do something. Like, and it kind of evolves. And you get so involved with that life. Well, I, I think the, the way, and it, it's super minor. And it's literally, it literally just down to like the writing. But like whenever in The Witcher, whenever you... Whenever you like move to the net to like a new zone, so whenever like a part of the main quest kind of wraps itself up, your your next quest is always like find Siri and X, or like yes. f- like f- go like go to Novigrad to find because yeah, that's where you lost her. She was gonna be yeah, and it's like this. There's always this assumption where it's like oh she's gonna be in Nova- Novigrad, <sighs> and every time and you, you rock there up and you're like nah, <laughs> or like you just miss or like that yep a few times. yeah yeah yeah, and then when you, you just, do find her in the yeah. middle of the game. You think it's the end of the game. This is one of the best oh, yeah. twists in The Witcher 3 is like when you do find her and like she's in this other dimension that you have to go <laughs> on this incredible journey to get into. You're like, oh, we did it. We found Siri. finally find her. And then there's half a game left because she's like, oh, no, I was doing this for this reason. You're like, fuck, that's bad news. Bears for everyone. So then you've got to help her because she's like your right. daughter character. And it just like everything escalates from there. And that's so fun and interesting to me. Whereas like I think what they could have done is like when you find her, that's like the end of it. 
And I think Fallout 4 tried to do the same twist where it was like when you find your son, Sean, because he, he runs the Institute, spoilers, yeah. and like you think like, oh, this is going to be like the end of the game. And he's like, no, I have this grand It'll be plan. like the end of Fallout 3 where you just punch him a bit. Yeah, and then you came over. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, I guess like there's a whole story. It's about to unfold. By that yeah. point, you just kind of it's like- kind of done. You're like, eh, I kind of want to- to keep looking for that's it. the thing like the it doesn't quite yeah you in like in like new vegas the climax in new vegas is like it's a climax like it it doesn't it doesn't really fuck you around with like the logistics of like oh you did you did the thing yeah, now. there's all these decisions to make about mr house and who to save and what to do with the chip and then it, and, like, it just happens and the yeah. game ends and it's cool because you get like it you i i think i think because new vegas isn't isn't ostensibly about someone else. Like, Fallout 3 is about your father. Fallout 4 is about your son. Like, Fallout New Vegas is about you, and the fact that you lost your memories means that you're basically chasing what's happened before you were shot. And that means, from, like, a gameplay perspective, you have total agency over what you do, because you're not tied to, like, this life that you used to have. Fallout 4 is the biggest criminal in this, because it gives you a wife and a kid. Yeah. Or a husband and a kid. And it's like... Hope you didn't want to be someone else, because now you're a parent, and you, like... They, well, because it's it's post-Skyrim. We're in a post-Skyrim world, but Skyrim was, where you are the Dragonborn. Well, Skyrim was... Okay, but here's the thing about Skyrim. No, when you find out you're a Dragonborn, you can just not do it. Yeah, but you're always the Dragonborn. Yeah, but you like you you can just go, no, I'm good. Like, you don't have yeah, to ever you, learn a shout. You can just walk away. Yeah, but you're always... I mean, I when, when I replayed Skyrim on the Switch, I, I didn't touch the main story. No, I wasn't interested. But you're still the Dragonborn. You still shout. You still consume Dragon Souls, yeah. no matter how much you run away from their corpse after killing them. Yeah. Those souls will get you. They're inside you. <laughs> They'll yeah. fucking chase you down. Yeah, which I, I tried to run away. They fucking... They don't they let up. They caught up, huh? Yeah, they well, just chase you down. I suppose it's tough for them because, like, that's one of the reasons the witch is so good is they don't fuck around. They're like, you are Geralt of Rivia, and that's one of the best parts about that series. But they don't, they don't let you fucking customize your yeah, character. Yeah, well, they're like, they're the like you are him, and you that's, can. That's but a you, different kind of game. Yeah, and you customize your Japanese Geralt style. Yeah, exactly. It's like you are this person. Yeah, which I I like about those games. But I can I, get into a game where it's like you are this person. That's like sure it makes it simpler. It's like a it's like an Assassin's Creed. It's yeah, like, exactly. you are you're Ezio. You are this person. You're, this, you're like cool, fine. Yeah, it's I'm not like that. you're whoever you want to be. Asterix. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think when when they give you that option, it creates friction when you go. Well, I don't want to be that person that you're making me into, even though I've like I've chosen this, and you've said I'm this, and it creates like a friction that I just. Like it, I don't think it's as bad in Skyrim because no one asks to be the Dragonborn. There's even a fucking line with your what, what Stormcloak. Where he's like, no one asks. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, I didn't ask to be the fucking Dragonborn. You didn't ask to be a fucking Dragonborn. This yeah. is just how it is. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, deal with it. Yeah. Which I, I appreciate, but like, I think Fallout 4 suffers a bit because it's not like when you start the game, it goes, okay, choose your appearance and then choose your your you know life. It's like, no, you have a kid and you have a wife. It's like, okay, well, yeah. <sighs> Like that, and you can. They're just customizable, <laughs> and you can just fix that if you cut out the first bit of the game and you just start when you wake up, and you're like, okay, who are all these people? Like that's, and it it opens and the woman gets shot and you have no reaction. You're like, whoa, that's intense. That's and, almost like how far New Vegas starts. Yeah, <laughs> funny like, that. Like then, then you can formulate in your head who you want to be. Yeah. And when you literally when you meet Sean, there is a dialogue option in the game where you can say, "You're not my son. I didn't have a son." Why would they keep that in if they kept the fucking pre-war bit? It doesn't make any that's, that's fucking weird. sense. That's kind of weird. Like, I think it's almost the, like they added the... I think the pre-war bit was maybe a last-minute decision. That's interesting. But I don't know, because it, like... It, it's just... There's a lot of conflict could, with that. That could just be like a... 
I never had a son kind of line. Right, which would have been cool. But then, but here's what I liked about Far Harbor. When you get there, you can lie to everyone about what you've done. So you <laughs> right. get there and they're like... You get you can clean slate. Clean slate. Yeah. And, the, and the cool thing there is your backstory is the game you've played. So when you yeah. get to there, you're, it's a whole new place, whole new characters, whole new whatever. Like, you can tell them that you're there on behalf of, like, the quest that sent you, like, by Nick Valentine. Or you can just lie your face off and be like, no, I'm just a traveler. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, I know I'm a harbourman, I've lived here for years. And they're like, <laughs> how come we've never seen you before? <laughs> like, you can just kind of formulate your own backstory as you want. And that feels like it creates a freedom that, like, the base game didn't have. Like, I just because I destroyed the Institute in my base game doesn't mean I have to side with, like, the synths and this... I could kill them all if I wanted to. Yeah. And there's, like, a freedom to that where it's, like, maybe I've changed. Maybe my character's changed. Maybe, like, going through all of this has changed their opinions. And that's, like, that... I don't know. We talk a lot about, like, this idea of Fallout games being about choice. And I think people underestimate Fallout 3's variety of choice. My problem is the execution of those choices. Right. Um, Whereas I think, like, Fallout New Vegas is very good about the execution. um, But then the variety, perhaps... Like, it's less broad, but it's deeper. Like, Fallout 3 is quite broad, but it lacks depth. Fallout uh, Full New Vegas is very deep, but it tends to lack breadth. And I think Fallout 4 wants to be both. And Far Harbor is a good example of, like, how you can kind of avoid all of that by just making, like, a really complex story that you have to kind of... Like, no one tells you what's happening. I don't know. I'm probably explaining this badly. But, like, in a normal RPG, you get a quest, and you open up the diary entry, and it tells you what the quest's about. <laughs> yeah. Far Harbor's like, recover Dima's memories. And you're like... Okay, and you talk to Dima, and he's like, yeah, I fucked up, and they're in this vault, and I can't get to them, and I kind of boned up. I need you to go in there and infiltrate. And you go, how should I do it? And he's like, I don't, you work it, what it, you work it out, I don't fucking know. You're the adventurer, and you go, hey, what was in the memories? And he's like, I don't know. And then you try and speech check him, and if you get it right, he's like, they're memories that I took out, how the fuck would I remember? Yeah. So it sets up this thing where, like, the mystery is actually, like, an active one. Whereas I feel like with the main game, you just follow your son around being like, where'd my son go? And you come across Kellogg, who's like, I took your son here, and that was years ago. And there's a twist in the story, which is that, like, your son came out of the thing when he was a child. And there's a whole fucking thing. It was like 60 years ago. It doesn't matter. But, like, the problem with that main that main story compared to Far Harbor is, like, the options that you have are just kind of, like, go after your son. And when you find the person, the next quest giver, you can shoot them or you can not. Whereas I feel like with Far Harbor, it was definitely a case of, like, whoever you start to side with, because I've sort of started to side with all of them, and I've discovered there's, like, conflict starting to happen, yeah. where someone's like, do this quest and get this from Far Harbor. And I go there, and they're like, that's a really important resource of ours. If you take it, people will start dying. And I'm like, oh, what am <laughs> no. I going to do? And they're like, there's no, but isn't in the main game, there would be a solution where you could fix it for everyone. Right, yeah. Where they'd be like, but if you build a new generator, we'll all be tip-top we'll shape. Be fine. But Far Harbor's like, nah, someone's going to die. <laughs> And that's kind of a fun, like, it's actually consequences, I think. And obviously you don't give a shit because they're, like, ones and zeros. But, yeah. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know, like, I, I think... Polygons. You, yeah, they're just fucking pixels, bro. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. To me, if you're talking about what makes a good Fallout game, it's, like, choice and, like, a consequence, like, a, an immediate consequence for those choices. And if nothing else, I think Far Harbor at least really leans into that. Where, like, depending on what you're doing in the game is going to actually affect everyone outside of that immediate sphere. Right. It's like you can do a quest and then come back to a different area. And they're like, oh my god, someone blew up this valuable supply source that we were using. And you're like, oh, I did that to kill a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> like, I can't believe we lost all that food. And you're like, I did it. I, oh, oh, don't know what all. you're talking about. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh man, what a shame. Well, uh, I, 
I want to have that happen. <laughs> and there's even a quest where, like, you try and, like, prove yourself to the... Because they're all hostile bitches, because they live yeah. in this shitty New England island place. So, like, there's even a quest where, like, you go to prove yourself. So, like, you kill this giant Mylert queen. And it's, like, a real, like, epic battle. And there's, like, witnesses and stuff. And you go back to town, and there's, like, a big party for you. And then later on in the game, someone's like, Yeah, I noticed that our harvesting plant for those Mylert eggs is, like... Uh, the, those Mylert uh, eggs is really, like, diminished lately. And you're like... <clears throat> he's like, yeah, I was feeding a whole settlement. You're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what uh, what you're talking about. I'm gonna go that way. Yeah. Like, there's actual like, yeah. They, it seems like they thought through a bit more of how you're actually gonna like be dealing with consequences long term in this quest line. Whereas I don't know, maybe it's like a quest design thing. I don't know if they had like a different quest design. I don't know what the situation there was. But even just tonally, like it's a misty, fucking foggy place. It's radi- It's radiated to shit. So like monsters are crazy. It's more like seventy six than Fallout Four. Right. Like for a comparison of like style not that we know what 76 is like no but like from what todd the todd's description <laughs> the, it's like rougher from what the todd Meister there's like has more said. radiation it's like more savage yeah. like far harbor feels like that it's a much harder game to play like you build a settlement you come back in a day and it's like completely wiped out yeah or like you go into like the fog just to go get resources or go get caps like kill stuff to get caps to buy stuff and like you nearly get murdered every time and i think that like if 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 Far, if Far Harbor was more like the base game, it would just feel like more of the same. Whereas they've taken like a whole new setting and a whole new concept. And if you're talking about like why DLC is good, it's a classic Witcher thing where it's like the part of the like the whole Witcher expansions are like some of the best parts of that mm, game. They're really good. And this is a good example of like Bethesda clearly learned from the mistakes in the base game and were like, let's just really build on those ideas. And if you gave someone this game, I, I bet you what, what could happen is if you gave them this game and you said, this is Fallout 4, you just gave them the DLC, <laughs> they couldn't go back to the mainland. It would yeah. be really great. And they'd have a great experience with it. But it's like, I don't, I don't know if you can take like the DLC experience and like start and like make a game that's just the DLC experience. Like, mm. I think that's the, I mean, unless you do a Witcher. Well, I think that like, that's yeah, because like the, the Witcher has a bit. setting where you can just play yeah. the expansion. I don't think Bethesda can do that. They... They, they've, I don't know, they seem content in their ways to make their base games as they make the base games and yeah. then just make really good deals. <laughs> it doesn't make sense though, because you could imagine, so like, you know how um, Dishonored 2, uh, which was Arcane Studios, which is owned by Bethesda and Zenimax, yeah. they, their DLC now are like, you can buy them as standalone games or as DLC. Right. Um, which is like a really cool idea. But it, it's weird to me that like you couldn't just, because like, okay, this game starts with you get this quest from Nick Valentine, who's like, go to this place, help find this this these people's daughter. So you go there, and you could start the game when you arrive at that house, and you talk to them, and, and they go, oh, like, our daughter's missing, we haven't worked out, we can't work out where she's gone, and you do a bunch of clue searching, and you can break into one of her terminals, and you can work out what's going on. Or yeah. you can steal a diary with a password. To, like, it's it's just classic flats. That work as, like, a sort of standalone episodic that, Yeah, it could be thing. like a like Don't a get any ideas, tutorial. Bethesda. Yeah, um, I don't know why they don't do that. Because then you could have, like, you get on the boat... They just release episodic DLC. Uh, <laughs> That's all they do. It would be kind of... They just make DLC. I would... Or it's just you just get plonked in Well, that's what Telltale a... does. That's Telltale's well, like, business model. Even, even like, to a, to a more extent where it's, like, you just get plonked in, like... Like, like what Telltale games, but each... You know how Telltale... Not instead of like episodic, they go like like series based. Mm. So it's like there's the Borderlands one and there's the uh, yeah, Walking yeah, Dead yeah. ones. This is that, but DLC. I wouldn't so it's like this is Fallout Four, the Borderlands one, or this is Fallout uh, Four, okay. the Walking Dead one. I wouldn't hate that. 
I think I think no, that, like they would have more opportunity to like do better stuff and make more money. Yeah, well, because they spend so much of the time fucking okay, around. Maybe, maybe you got some ideas, Bethesda. Yeah, maybe I, you got some ideas. Maybe you got a few. Like I'm yeah. getting a bit tired of looking. F- Is that a bird inside? No, it's a gecko, dude. A gecko inside. Yeah, they bark. Oh, they but fucking geckos. It's man. called a barking gecko. The barking gecko. <laughs> no, no, I just like like I think this shows that they can do it well. Then you look at the rest of the base game and you're like, what happened, gang? Like you nailed this one. And you fuck the rest of it up? That seems odd. Like, I don't know. It just works. Yeah, it just works. And maybe they learned their lessons. Who knows? But it just... I'm having such a good time with it. And I'm like, why couldn't the rest of the game be this good? <laughs> but then I guess if it was, I would have got tired of it already. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you never know what your reaction's going to be. But I think that if you've been on the fence about like playing that DLC, if you liked some elements of the base game, but you wish that... Yeah, there was like more consequence. You should definitely play this. Um, it's got kind of that horse armor problem where they try and add a bunch of stuff to the game that doesn't make a ton of sense yeah um like item wise but then there's some really cool like stylistic choices that happen a bit later on where like instead of in the main game where it's like boston is like kind of this futuristic retro future vibe far harbor is very much like shitty new england fishermen so there's at one <laughs> yeah. point where like you get this fishing armor it's like a no dive it's like a dive suit right um but like a classic like it has like the yeah, big yeah, bulbous yeah. head thing but it's like real rusted and shitty Ooh. and you take it into the water and like it's kind of heavy and clunky and kind of shitty but it protects you from radiation and lets you breathe underwater but it like they did that thing that they do really well in fallout where it suits the vibe so completely that when i put it on i was like i want to play in third person because it looks really cool in this environment yeah. Even though third person's the devil in the Fallout games. But like <laughs> like they they've nailed the aesthetics and the design decisions and like the quest lines and stuff. It's just a shame that I don't know, like if, if they put out three more DLC like this, which is what they did with New Vegas, where they were like, We've we've you know, you had the Old World Blues, which is one of the greatest DLCs of all time. You had the the casino one, the casino heist one, which was cool as a concept but so annoying to play because it was so difficult. Uh and then you had the best one, which is the Lonesome Road, which was a linear DLC, which by the way fallout you're really good at linear <laughs> stuff why aren't y'all doing that all the time such a good dlc it's just a linear pathway following yeah. this guy listening to such a good fucking dlc holy cr- i want to go replay that now. i haven't played any of the uh, new vegas dlc they're all tied together by this character who's like okay. the other courier right and you find his holotapes throughout all these dlc if you play them in order then when you get to lonesome road you actually are following directly and you find him at the end it's one of the greatest I might like, might buy them yeah i because i do enjoy it if you vegas. haven't it's it's really interesting it's one yeah. of the smarter dlcs i think that you'll see in a fallout game a lot of people would argue argue that like um point lookout is like the best fallout dlc which i don't disagree with but i think as a package the fallout new vegas dlc prove the point of fallout for far harbor which is like you can do dlc that's better than the base game but you really have to decide like which element you're going to double down on is it the base building because like nuka world is like the base building where um same with like the vault tech extension on fallout 4 but if you're going to double down on story, really go in hard. And I think that's the lesson that, like, Fallout 4 definitely learned from New Vegas. And I just kind of want the other Fallout games and the other Bethesda games to really <laughs> learn that lesson. Yeah. I feel like they won't because that's just not Bethesda's style anymore. So I think that might be a good place to end. But yeah, I just, it, I wish it was all this good. That's what I'm saying. Because I had a fucking blast with this, which is not something I thought I would say about Fallout 4. Yeah. Because I find that base game kind of drudgy and boring. But... Yeah, uh, we've got any recommendations for this week? Anything you've been peeping or watching or checking out? We only just got into that. Yeah. So next week will be better. You'll be fresh and pumped up we'll, with stuff. We'll have all the stuff that we would have done. Check out the cage. I've been watching Altered Carbon. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's like a to, sci-fi Blade Runner. to catch Altered Carbon. Yeah, it's really visually interesting. I think 
it's a bit cliche. Like at some points you'd be like, okay, they're doing this trope. But <laughs> in general, like it's a really cool world and really cool concepts and like something that I haven't seen before. And yeah. I'm really having a good time with it. So if you haven't seen it, I highly, it's on Netflix. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, just like really unique and interesting concepts that I'm not seeing anyone else doing. Uh, that and I've been listening to a lot of Tannis, which is a kind of an episodic narrative podcast where like some of it's real and some of it isn't. I tried to get into Tannis. You got to power through the first few. Yeah, I, just, I can get through the yeah. first ones. It's, They're just, it's too... It's a bit hammy to start with. Not that it's hammy. It's It starts off, it's just kind of boring. <laughs> it it's it doesn't have enough of that um it doesn't have enough of that like sort of uh like uh what's it called uh bloody night veil vale vibe to it that i was yeah ex- that i was hoping i was hoping it would sort of get wild quicker <laughs> no it takes a while to get really strange but i think for that reason like it it's it's but sort it, of- even just i think even just like the the sort of like um journalistic perspective that yeah. they take on it i'm just like man i just i just don't it's not that's my, fair. it's not my thing i get it like i for me it's it's a funny take on the npr voice style podcast yeah no i like, I, I like the, the fact that it takes the piss a bit i yeah but i've it, never enjoyed npr <laughs> no which I, I think they're all kind of so, I don't, sound so I don't enjoy this no it takes i prefer something that's a bit more uh i mean i like night veil vale, but that's just because it. it's it's balls to the wall 24-7. Also, has, like, so much character. In yeah. Like I, I prefer something that's just a bit more, uh, I don't know, ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would recommend trying to get through a few if you can, because it's very interface. Like, it gets very quickly uh, yeah, into this area of, like, being... My favorite thing about it is, like, it's weird in a way that... Obviously, some of it is fictionalized, but a lot of it, like, if you look it up, like, some of it kind of actually happened and, like, yeah. kind of fucks with your head a bit where yeah. you're like, I know that's fake. <laughs> but is that like it kind of start, yeah. starts to get in your head about it which i really enjoy um but yeah, I've, been, I've been checking that out as well but kind of aside from that um alice isn't dead season three is nearly wrapped up we're on episode seven this week i think and mm. it's really interestingly different because there's two narrators now and i'm really i completely enjoying. forget what alice isn't dead alice isn't dead was the the one where it's like the trucker girl and there's the the weird creepy man. We did a whole episode on. Season yeah, I know we did. And I. Just, it's a Night Vale show. It's really. Yeah. Um, you didn't super enjoy it, but it's one of my favorites out there. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember enjoying season it. Season three is <laughs> the last season. It's really interesting. So right. I'm highly, I'm highly enjoying that. But aside from that, yeah, Alter Carbon. Um, there was a YouTube series that I was going to recommend, but I've totally forgotten what it was. <laughs> so I'll save that for next week. Um, but yeah, Alter Carbon, really good. Um, very like kind of sci-fi cowboy space cowboys meets westworld westworld blade runner it's very yeah. weird like but tonally i'm enjoying it so far and it's got some really weird themes of like gender and race that are really done in an interesting way which i've been kind of enjoying and it's it's a, like a detective story mm. but yeah highly recommend it um but yeah aside from that like my book's out got it i got it there's a book little, Got a copy, copy, copy right here. Um, <laughs> from my hands. Um, it's gonna be. You can't see it against the black background, so we'll put it against the red pillow. Uh, it's Maynard Trigg and the Creature Beneath the Veil. You can buy it at MaynardTrigg.com. Um, it's yeah. The, I, I like how solid this feels. Um, you, you could kill a man with it. You could kill a man you with kill it. Kill a woman. And you could kill anyone. You could kill a dog. K- kill a bird. Kill two birds with one. To book, be clear, MaynardTrigg.com. To be clear, neither DCM Works nor Standard Retail endorses killing animals with the book. <laughs> But if you want to in your own time, that's up to you. Maynardtrick.com. Maynardtrick.com. If you want to get, uh, I think it's 15 or 10% off, I can't remember, use uh, coupon code AFAPOD at checkout. That's AFAPOD at checkout, and you get a nice little discount. It lets you know that we sent you. Uh, and that's, that's that's what it's all about. And then I get a little kickback somehow. I don't really know how that works yet. But 
Yeah. You get money and then you get just a little, a little bit, bit more. Extra money. <laughs> little extra money. Yeah. Stand at retail, slide that across the desk and they say, here you go. Thanks for the referral. And I go, cheers, boys. And then Cameron looks at me and goes, why are you looking at me like that? And then I leave the meeting. You get a I've referral for something that you get. Anyway, that's not It's a complicated... Yeah. That's a bit of behind <laughs> baseball right there. It's a complicated yeah. system. It's a weird one. But yeah, uh, AFA Potter Checkout, mainartrick.com. Uh, it's like a sci-fi, um, steampunk kind of Fallout meets Firefly type world. Um, it, it was a joy to put together. And, and, and I think if you like steampunk or fantasy or space cowboys or anything like that, if you enjoyed Solo, you will probably like this book. That was yeah. like the touchstone that someone was like, yeah, I like Solo and I really like your book. And I'm like, that makes sense. So yeah, you can check it out. Um, but as always, where can people find us? Bro? Facebook. At DCMworks Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMworks. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. You wouldn't let us have a dot on that one. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCMworks. The pilot for our new show just went up. Um, so if you're a patron what's it called nobody knows we haven't really decided on a name <laughs> yet but if you're a $3 plus subscriber you can watch the first episode of that it's about an hour and 20 minutes it is it's a long one well I cut it down by about 20 minutes That's it's good. it's gonna be the, it's a the, slightly less long one the way that I'm planning on doing it is it's gonna be like a really highly edited version that goes up on YouTube like a yep. really cut down version and then the extended one will go up on Patreon so if you're a patron you'll get to see the whole of For that all show all the goofs and gaffes um, it's really fun and I've really enjoyed editing those so if basically the idea of the show is like each week um the DCMworks gang gets together and we bring a topic to the table to talk about and then we talk about it with each other and just hang out it's like a it's like a Friday afternoon chill sesh um, on Thursday on a th- well they don't know what's that <laughs> spoiler alert doesn't go out on Thursday bitch <laughs> um, no it'll go out on like a like a Sunday afternoon or something after like Saturday night American yeah. time um, and it's the kind of thing that like you could put on in the background while you have a beer and play a video game that's kind of the way that, that I've been pitching the show to people to come on. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of different people on. We'll have Aaron, my editor. We'll have Scott, who's doing the audiobook for my book. Uh, we're going to probably have James on at some point. Uh, James, you may know from my new podcast. It's coming out soon. Uh, more on that next week when we have finished deciding when it's coming out. But it's very soon. And it is one of my favorite things I've done in a while. So yeah. keep an eye out for all that stuff. But as always, uh, if you want to get extra content, patreon.com slash DCMworks. Uh, if you subscribe for more than $3 a month, you get access to all of our additional content. That includes stuff like creepy audiobook dramas. We just put out part seven, and it's a fucking crazy one. Uh, you can go listen to all that stuff. We got behind the scenes stuff. We got open to suggestions. There's just a ton of things you can find there. So if you want to check out more of us, you can do it there. Uh, but if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCM My Head Pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. And we will see you guys next week. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my screen. god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. No joke this week. No, I, the end jokes are becoming harder and harder because then I feel like the more that I think about it, the more forced they become. <laughs> And then it never feels like it's going to land.